This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord welcoming you to this edition of the Word of the Lord. The topic today is what else? President Trump. I'll get to him in just a minute. But first, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. I met Mike Lindell. He fit me for my own, very own my pillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. And they are, of course, made in the good old USA. If you don't have a my pillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time because for a limited time. Mike is offering his premium my pillows, yes, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow regularly sixty nine ninety eight for only twenty nine ninety eight that's a forty dollar savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they're the best gift ever twenty nine ninety eight for a queen size premium my pillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, if President Trump has accomplished nothing else, and he most assuredly has accomplished a great deal, one of his lasting contributions will be pulling the mask off the Washington establishment and the media. But I repeat myself when I say those two things. But before I say anything more, let me be clear. Along with 75 million other Americans, I stand with Trump. Much has been made of the president's speech on January 6th. The frequent allegation is that it was, quote-unquote, reckless and that it, quote-unquote, incited the rioters who assaulted the Capitol. Since I was not only present at that speech on the ellipse behind the White House, but was given a literal front-row seat, along with my pals Diamond and Silk, mere feet from the president's bulletproof glass-encased podium, I must disagree. There was nothing in the least reckless that was said. The president believes this election was stolen. Millions and myself emphatically agree. He went through chapter and verse of why he believes this, thoroughly documenting his belief. Then he said this, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, unquote. That is decidedly not a call to a riot. In fact, before the president had even shown up, I was informed by someone in the crowd with no White House connections that many were going to march up Pennsylvania Avenue to protest at the Capitol. Doubtless, word of this reached the president, which is why he said, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building, unquote. Now, in fact, we learn that the FBI knew before January 6th that there were people coming to Washington with the intent to disrupt the goings-on at the Capitol. Obviously, people cannot be incited by a presidential speech that has not been delivered. I was unable to go to the Capitol as I had media requests for television and radio interviews, and thus, when the rally was over, I had to return to my hotel. But quite clearly, 99% of the crowd of thousands was peaceful. 
My own videos of the White House rally are filled with rock music and a crowd dancing to music, literally dancing in the street, a crowd of families, men, women, and children, all races, and a gay group beside. It was 100% peaceful. Let me be crystal clear. There is nothing reckless about believing and saying that this election was stolen. As a Pennsylvanian, I know all too well that my home state has a terrible record on this front. As I'm speaking to you, a Philadelphia Democrat judge of elections is under indictment for rigging voting machines in three, say again, three past elections. He has admitted to his crime and admits that he was paid to do it, which has now resulted in the indictment of the man who paid him. That would be <clears throat> a former Democratic United States congressman named Michael Ozzy Myers of Philadelphia. If that name rings a faint bell with you, uh, that would be because Mr. Myers has already been in the slammer before this. He's now out, but he was there for the uh, so-called abscam sting, <laughs> which uh, was a big deal in whenever the 70s or 80s. Now, not to mention that, in 2012, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported that in 59 of Philadelphia's voting, pres voting districts, President Obama received over 19,000 votes, and Republican nominee Mitt Romney got, wait for it, zero votes. That would be a statistical impossibility without voter fraud. As I have noted before, Eight Pennsylvania Republican congressmen and 21 Republican state senators sent letters to Congress detailing the specifics of what was wrong in the Pennsylvania election. And in the case of the congressman, it spelled out in detail in their, their letter exactly why they would not be voting to certify the election. That is hardly reckless. It is supporting the integrity of the American election system and, most importantly, standing up for the Constitution. And I'd also like to give uh, kudos to Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri and Senator Ted Cruz of Texas for their integrity in standing up for the Constitution on the floor of the United States Senate. But what is decidedly reckless has been the conduct of the Washington establishment. Even a good and decent man like former Attorney General Jeff Sessions made the critical mistake of not telling President Trump that if appointed Attorney General, he would go along with the appointment of a special counsel. Instead, he took the job without telling the president this, then recused himself from the entire business, which enabled the establishment to get their favorite, Robert Mueller, in the job, which in turn resulted in a three-year witch hunt that produced nothing. There was no Trump-Russia collusion. That alone was a serious Washington establishment scandal. And by the way, uh, this very day I am learning uh, over there at Fox News that um, there are a treasure trove of documents. Uh, and this was flashed uh, last night by uh, that uh, boy, John Solomon. He is just he is just terrific. Uh, there is going to be a treasure trove of documents on the whole uh, conduct of the intelligence agencies during the run-up to the president's election in 2016 and beyond. And uh, I understand from the Fox story that the documents, when printed out, are, believe it or not, a foot high. So buckle in, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Now, there has been an ostentatious flood of Trump appointees loudly exiting the administration and a remarkable, if unsurprising, display of disloyalty. Rush Limbaugh took note of this and put his finger exactly on the reason for it. 
And this is Rush speaking. Quote, you want a job in Washington? You want a career in Washington? You want a future in Washington? As a Republican or Democrat, you have to become a participating member of that establishment. Or you have to appear that you are. That's the big lesson going forward. Well, somebody needs a swamp job is what these uh, resignations mean. Rush, unquote, Rush is exactly right. If you want any kind of a job in Washington, you must play ball with the establishment. And in this instance, it means if you took a job in the Trump administration, under these circumstances now, you need right now to say, you made a mistake, you're sorry, and leave. Otherwise, you'll never work in this town again, is the message. There's nothing more to these ostentatious resignations than that. Time after time after time, President Trump placed his trust in various pillars of the Washington establishment, and time after time after time, they betrayed him, revealing that the only loyalty they had was to that Washington establishment. They are simultaneously a disgrace and a serious revelation of just how wide and deep is America's problem with its capital city and the culture that runs that city. And as for the Democrats, you know, there's a cartoon floating around out there that catches the problem exactly. It starts with President Obama saying, as he did, they bring a knife, we bring a gun. Then there's Joe Biden. I want to take Trump behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Ask me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. I, I made a mis- I didn't make a mistake, but they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. And there's Eric Holder. When they go low, we kick them. Michelle Obama, I love her. You know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me of a rock. Um, but Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. That's what, that's what this new Democratic Party is about. And there's Kamala Harris bailing out rioters. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware, because they're not going to stop. It is gonna, they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. Then the president is pictured saying exactly what he said at the rally. Peacefully and patriotically let your voices be heard, quote unquote. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And the cartoon ends with Nancy Pelosi angrily pointing her finger at Trump and shrieking, impeach. The Democratic Party has disgraced itself with its behavior. In 2020, Democrats repeatedly egged on violence in one city after another. Respectfully, should that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's, that, that's, that, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. This is a mostly protest. Uh, it is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly, but fires have been started. Perhaps this is 
some sort of mechanism for a restructure in our country. They are strictly principled anti-fascists. And what they see in the Trump administration and what they see happening in this country, they see, they see the neo-fascism that we see. And they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. I think that a lot of people recognize that when pushed, self-defense is a legitimate legitimate response to white supremacy and neo-Nazi violence. The problem is to equate the violence in reaction against bigotry with the bigotry itself is to misunderstand the fact that when you go to cancer treatment, the radiation is tough treatment, but it is meant to remove the cancer. There's a group of anti-fascists called the Black Bloc, which do tend to get violent. Their idea is, look, nonviolence hasn't worked and we are going to try to stop this. But they wouldn't have been there. They wouldn't have been anywhere near there had it not been for the fact that white supremacists, neo-Nazis were out scaring the living daylouts out of most of the people in that town. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically, and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. <laughs> California Congresswoman Maxine Waters has vowed to, quote, take Trump out, unquote. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. Then there was Waters' call to physically confront members of the Trump administration. This was from last year, saying, If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Unquote. You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd, and you push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome. And of course, the line president said that I had threatened all of his constituents. I did not <laughs> threaten his constituents, his supporters. Uh, I do that all the time, but I didn't do it that time. Will her colleagues hold her responsible? Will Congressman, Congresswoman Liz Cheney uh, hold her responsible? Will she be censored? Of course not, because threats of violence for the favorite leftist cause is always acceptable. Politically speaking, Democrats should never have a moment's peace in the next four years. Example, if Donald Trump raised bail money for some of the Capitol rioters, can you imagine the reaction? In fact, Kamala Harris did just that. The text of her tweet from 2020, when all the riots were breaking up, uh, breaking out around the country, and this one that she focused on was in Minnesota, she wrote, she tweeted out, quote, if you're able to, chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota, unquote. She notoriously appeared on Stephen Colbert's show and said of the rioters violently trashing and burning a number of American cities and said this, quote, that's right, but they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And this is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And everyone beware because they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. Everyone should take note of that on both levels, that they're not going to let up. And they should not. And we should not. Unquote. Now, that would be incitement to violence. This is decidedly impeachment-worthy. Liz Cheney, where are you? 
GOP House members and senators who think Trump has committed an impeachable offense, where are you? So, too, has the mainstream media been complicit in this violence. For four years, they have lied repeatedly about the president, frequently slipping into a nonsensical, foaming hysteria. If the topic is inciting the riot, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and others are lucky they are protected by the First Amendment, or they would be candidates for the Huskow. The media has decided, was decidedly complicit in this violence. It is they who have incited insurrection. And now, in a wonderful uh, piece of irony, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to set up a ministry of truth to regulate what can and cannot be said in the media. You can't make this up. President Trump has been a great president. His accomplishments will, thankfully, be lasting. From the economy to judicial appointments to the Middle East, they are major league significant. 100 years from now, historians will treat him well. When President Harry Truman left office, his popularity was in the tank at 35%. 20 years later, when he died, historians were ranking him as one of America's great presidents, a ranking he still holds today. Most importantly, as I have long since learned, Donald Trump is a good and decent man. He is a great patriot and a great president. What has been done to President Trump is, to borrow from Justice Clarence Thomas, a high-tech big media lynching of an uppity outsider who was a threat to the way the Washington establishment does business. And it is very safe to say that this will backfire. Why? Because, as the president himself has said to, to his supporters, quote, in reality, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way, unquote. As always, President Trump was right, and his supporters know it. Rest assured, they will remember what was done to the president and to them. So, this is Jeffrey Lord. Please check out my website, The Jeffrey Lord. And until the next time, thanks, America. <laughs> <laughs> 